Hey, everybody. Before I begin, I wanted to let you all know that we have a very special free online concert coming up. AGCI's National Advancement Officer, Jep Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, will be hosting a very special benefit concert featuring Grammy and Dove Award nominee, Rhett Walker, whose single, Good To Me, is playing on Christian radio across the country. Please join us for a time of music, stories, and an opportunity to change lives. You won't want to miss it. Mark your calendar for Wednesday, September 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific. By the way, nobody ever mentions mountain time. Montana, Colorado, New Mexico, Wyoming, Utah, the rest of you, you guys matter too. Head on over to allgodschildren.org slash RET. That's allgodschildren.org slash R-H-E-T-T for more information. Okay, back to our normal podcasty stuff. You're listening to Together by AGCI. I'm Dane Arnold. It all started with PBS specials in the 80s, and now I'm here interviewing Jeff Robertson for AGCI's podcast. See if you can draw a straight line between those two things. I bet you can't. I'll see if I can. And I'll explain why it matters to this episode of Together by AGCI. Confession, I've been a film music nerd basically my entire life. As a child of the 80s without cable TV, I can remember many Saturday evenings watching PBS specials of John Williams conducting the Boston Pops Orchestra. For me, the most exhilarating music he conducted was from the movies he scored himself. His pieces from Star Wars, E.T., Superman, and Jaws produced in me an absolute obsession in film music. He was, and honestly still is, a hero of mine. As a teen, I was a band nerd, or maybe I am a band nerd? I'm a recovering band nerd. Regardless, all of my extracurricular activities revolved around music. Weekly private lessons, daily practice, jazz band before school, band class, music festivals and competitions, youth symphony, concerts, and all of it was leading toward a career as a professional musician. But in the back of my mind, the end goal was always really to become a film score composer, like my childhood hero, John Williams. Skip forward a decade, I had not become a composer, but I had begun to fall in love with video as a creative medium. And over the years, that led to a calling to create my first documentary, which then led to living overseas for five years, making films for mission work, which led to a new obsession with creative storytelling, which led me back to the States to start working for AGCI as a videographer, which then expanded to encompass other storytelling mediums like this podcast. And now I'm talking with Jeff Robertson. As I look back on my own life, there's no way I could have predicted being where I am right now. I bring this up because my guest today has had a similar experience. For Jep, growing up in a family of fishermen and duck hunters somehow led to advocating for kids in need around the world. Truly, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And if we're open to following his windy road, our lives can take turns we would have never expected. Quickly, before we get to Jep, I wanted to let you all know that we recorded this conversation back in late April, but with social unrest and national emergencies all around us, we shifted our subject matter for a while. Looking back on the conversation, there may be a couple little things that have changed in the last few months, so please forgive us if there are any inaccuracies. Okay, let's hear from Jep. Jep, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, of course. to be here. 
for those people who maybe aren't familiar with who you are, um, maybe haven't seen any of the things that you have been a part of, can you maybe just give like a quick rundown of kind of your your background? Yeah. Um, so my dad kind of made a name for himself in the, the duck hunting world, which is not, not a big um, – you know, thing all over, but definitely as far as like if people hunted ducks, they knew who my dad was. He just been making calls since the seventies and uh, he was a teacher and a coach and then kind of just wanted to do it. You know, his dream was to make, um, you know, duck calls and duck hunting videos, which kind of really blew up and, and got really popular. And uh, we, we're selling uh, VHS back back when that was oh, a thing, yeah. and um, they got real. I remember going to Memphis. There was a big Ducks Unlimited festival that was there every year, and uh, and we went. And I mean, just for some reason that year, it just got really blown up, and like people were just we were just selling them like crazy. And we we're like, whoa, this is like really catching on. Then we noticed it was like people who doesn't even hunt; they just enjoyed <clears throat> our family and you know, laughing and all the shenanigans. And that's where it kind of, then we got the, you know, looked at by, um, the out, outdoor channel. And, uh, and I was filming like all the hunts and stuff. And, um, that was kind of my main job is like making these, um, by now we're getting into DVDs and, uh, I was making the DVDs and, um, you know, that's when it really took off. And then we did a show on the outdoor channel for three years. Then a, a producer in, um, in LA saw it and he was like, you guys should be on a big network. And so it, it just took off from there. And then, you know, Doug Dynasty was the, we had the record for a while. I don't know if we still do. It was like the most watched reality show ever. As far as viewership, we, we beat the Kardashians, which I was like, yes. <laughs> Got them. How many years did the show run for? Uh, so we did 11 seasons, but we did, we would do, it was kind of weird how we had it laid out. We would do two seasons a year. So, okay. Um, so it was basically about six years. Do you feel like that was a good experience, like a positive experience for you guys? No, it was awesome. I call it the blur because I mean, it's first duck dynasty. I mean, it was, we were, we were going off every weekend, going to speak at different events and, um, or just, you know, going to like the Alaskan state fair. And Oh yeah. I'm from Alaska. A, that's, that's my home territory really? there. Oh yeah, my whole family went up there. It was it was amazing. Um, it was beautiful. I'd never been there. Um, but yeah, it was it, it was just crazy. I mean, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. I mean, that was probably the coolest part about it. And uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. Good. Yeah. It was good, but busy. Yeah, I'm sure. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about your family. Like, tell me about your kids a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I have five kids. Um, which, whew, you know, it's loud at my house. Um, so my oldest, so I have a, a, a junior and a sophomore and a seventh grader, um, all girls. Um, and then I have a 10 year old son river. And then my baby boy is adopted. Augustus, but we call him Gus. So what was, uh, what was it that kind of, led you guys into adopting like what What was that experience like well it's funny my wife when we were dating she said look i want to have five kids and i was like okay you know i'm thinking like i'm sure she's not really meaning that like <laughs> once she starts having kids she'll be like okay 
but no, sure enough, after three, I was like, Jess, I think we're good, you know? And she's like, no, I want to have a boy. And she read this book, which I, I think it's called like how to choose the sex of your baby. We followed the rules and we did have a boy. So I, there's something to be said about that book. But, um, um, and then after him, I was like, babe, we're good. You know? And she was like, no, I really want to adopt my brother adopted, uh, Willie adopted his son, Will. And we took care of him a lot when he was a baby. And, uh, Jess just babysit him a lot. And, and she just loved the idea of adoption. And, but I was like, no, I mean, I was like hard pass. I'm out. And then I went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic, uh, with my home church where my brother is the pastor. And, uh, you know, we built an orphanage there, our church did. And, uh, and man, I met these kids and I was like, just so enamored how sweet they were. They didn't have nothing, but they were the happiest kids ever. And I got back from that trip and I told Jessica, I was like, all right, I was wrong. You know, I, I, I'm willing to adopt. And I, I, we didn't know really if it was internationally, domestic, whatever. And, um, and just the way, you know, God led us, we, we did a domestic and, uh, it's been amazing. That's awesome. Maybe you can tell me a bit about how you got involved with AGCI. Like, how did you even hear about us? Um, you yeah, know, it's kind of a weird story. I, um, <clears throat> I was, I got a buddy here in Austin that, um, real last minute was like, Hey, um, I want you to come to this thing with me. Um, but the all guys children gala and, uh, he said, uh, his wife was, couldn't do it last minute. And so he's like, man, I'm just gonna invite a few friends. Um, he's, I got a table and I was like, all right. And I mean, it was like, it was like the day before. And so I went and, uh, and it was just so amazing. You know, I heard Holland speak and, and, um, Laura, um, girl from Columbia. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I mean, I was crying so hard with a, with a table full of guys and, um, uh, you know, and trying to hide it because Laura's story was just so super amazing. And, um, yeah. What was it about her story that got you? Well, it's just, you know, it was like, seeing a person who had absolutely nothing had been through so much trauma in her life. Like everything you can think of bad happened to this girl. And she now was in school and doing amazing. And she was just, just really thinking, you know, the people in that room who had made that possible for her. And I was just like, man, what a, this girl had no hope, but some people across the world, you know, or way up North where she's from, um, you know, saw a need and was like, you know what? going to help this girl and 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 now she's doing amazing i mean you know now i know the rest of the story uh that she's just to graduate from law school it's just so incredible i mean was it laura's story or was it something like just the night in general that kind of prompted you to start talking to people yeah and so then i got so from the gala i got to meet um you know some of the the leaders at all guys children and and brad um who is my, my brother from another mother who does what I do. And, uh, he's an advancement officer and, uh, advancement officer. And, um, and I went to dinner with him and Holland and, um, and it was just so amazing. And, and Jess and Holland, my wife, Jessica and Holland talked the whole time, just like everybody else was like trying to talk to each other, but they were just like centered up. Like, yeah. and I remember getting in the car, just going, 
you know what you, you need to you need to do something with these guys like I, I love what they're doing i love the work and um so then that led me to go to ethiopia on a vision trip and um i'll never forget i i get back to the room so we're just you know seeing all the work we went to a couple of orphanages that were whew, they're you know bad shape and um the, the state run ones and um and I remember getting back to my room one night, just calling Jess, just crying my eyes out, just being like, Jess, I, I want to be a part of this. And so I had a talk, and it all worked out, and I was like, so happy to be a part of the team, man. Yeah, and you get to go to Columbia not too far after that, right? Yeah, so I um, went to Columbia six, eight months ago, and, and uh, yeah, just it's weird how you know different those – places are but how similar you know it is when you get down to with you know just the orphan crisis as it is i went to los Pacingos, which was such a highlight because once i heard the story of it and the guy was telling me through a translator just my spanish is not great i took french in high school that was a mistake um he's telling me um you know it means lost duckling and how it all started with a so crazy a a duck hunting, um, like a group of guys that were in a duck club, basically in Columbia started that orphanages orphanage and, uh, for like an orphan care place. And, uh, and I was just blown away. I'm crying again. I'm like, man, I can't go on any of these, uh, trips without, uh, without crying my eyes out. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely love Columbia. It's just the most beautiful place too. And, uh, Northern, like, you know, to is that, was that that? That's City in Ethiopia, yeah. Yeah, Ethiopia. I just you don't realize how beautiful these places are till you go to them. It's like, man, I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah, Ethiopia is such a crazy place, especially in Tigray, because it's it's uh that like it is the most beautiful place, and the people are really amazing. Um, but it's it's like the level of poverty is kind of unbelievable. What were some of your impressions of of the people in Ethiopia? Like when you were in Tigray, like what? What did you, were you able to connect with folks there too? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, what's amazing is like, you know, these people are real proud of, you know, where they came from. That's what I found kind of shocking was like how they carried themselves like really, um, you know, well being in such, you know, poverty. And uh, I mean, just the sweetest. And I never felt like I kind of thought going into it, I was like, man, I'm on. I was kind of scared about being there and like getting robbed or something, you know, something, whatever. And, and once I got there and got to meet the people, I was like, no, these are the sweetest. I didn't realize how like spiritual they are. And yeah. I was just surprised in a good way, I guess yeah. on, but also very heartbroken with, you know, these kids. I mean, it's just so many, I mean, it's just so sad. Like how many are just walking around, just don't have anything. Based on what you know about the work there, which is a pretty good amount, the approach that AGCI takes with working with those communities, um, would you be able to kind of walk us through like what that looks like? I mean, what really got me the most was we were, uh, you know, we're, we're giving out money for the, you know, kids that the, are sponsored by All Guys Children. And, um, you know, it's very individual, you know, they each come up, they actually put the money in their hand and they, they look, the, the caretaker shows like where the money's been going and stuff. They have to keep, you know, track of it, which I thought was very cool and very transparent. And, um, and then you like this one family, I mean, the man, 
the dad, his feet were completely backwards and they had walked three miles. Um, and the, the mom was just kissing my hands, just so appreciative. And there was two kids, I had two kids, a, a boy and a girl. And, um, I mean, just to see their thankfulness because we couldn't really communicate and, uh, but it was all there, you know, it was, I mean, she was kissing my hands and he kept smiling and nodding and, and I mean, that really choked me up and I thought, man, what, what an amazing thing. These, these families have a chance now. I mean, we're giving them food, school, um, both kids are in school and doing well and pays for the books. Um, pretty, pretty amazing the work there. Yeah. I think one of the things that I like the, the most about that program in particular is that it's, it's not just like caring for a single child. It's the the sponsorship for that kid really does, you know, it, it benefits the entire family. And it also like it sets them up for success later on, like teaches them how to how to save money so that when we have, you know, challenging times like coronavirus time, like hopefully they've got a little bit set aside so that they can kind of make it work even when times are ch- times are tough. So, um, Right now, your role is the National Advancement Officer. So what, what does that look like? So I pretty much, you know, talk to people from all over, um, you know, the U.S., um, just about the work we're doing. And, uh, and I try to raise awareness and, you know, um, you know funds for, for doing all the work that we do. And um, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, I mean, that's what's kind of cool is – is through you know a tv show you know i've gotten to know a lot of people you know kind of all across the u.s that um that are very giving and charitable and 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 love the work we're doing and you know tell them about what we're doing and put it in god's hands man yeah do you feel like you can really kind of look back and see how everything's just been aligned over you know your entire lifetime to kind of put you in this position now for sure. You know, what's funny is I tell people all the time because, you know, I'll just run into somebody or old, somebody will call me like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I tell them like, oh, I'm actually working for this charity. It's awesome. And they're like, really? I never thought you would, you know, even though, you know, I know you're a giving guy and all that. Like, I, I wouldn't think you would be doing that. And I'm like, man, I didn't either, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, um, but uh, it's just something, you know, yeah, God just kind of showed me the way man and um and i absolutely love it i I couldn't imagine um doing anything else i mean i'm like it's the most rewarding um thing for me personally is to helping kids all over the world i'm like i mean i don't really know what can give you a better joy and help you uh you know sleep better at night to know that uh you know, you're helping the helpless. It's pretty awesome. I love it. Yeah, that's so great. I, um, I, I mean, I feel the same way and it's, it's just such a privilege to be able to, you know, do work that is meaningful and that actually right. impacts other people. It's yeah. I don't, you just can't ask for much more than that. So I tell everybody, like I've never worked with a better group of people. And it's funny, like, and I'm, you know, I love my family, my blood relatives and, and enjoyed that so much. Um, and they're amazing, but this is the closest thing I could, I think be doing. And, uh, and by far the, 
you know, coolest thing is like, I was, I was on my dad's podcast the other day and um, my dad, I could tell he was just so, he's so happy that I'm doing what I'm doing and the, and you know, and they're a part of it and, uh, and absolutely love it. And, um, so no, man, I'm just really happy and blessed. And um, I hope people hear this and, and we'll be moved and called to, uh, to, to give us a helping hand and help these kids. Yeah. Well, it's got to be, I mean, just thinking about your dad, like it's got to be so satisfying for him having known you your entire life and the ups and downs and to to see you, you know, on this end of things and finding something that it feels like, you know, the Lord is really kind of moving in a significant way as, oh man, that's, as a dad, I just can't imagine anything better than that. For sure. And that's something he always taught me growing up, which is weird. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what kind of, God set in motion for, for me to be doing what I'm doing now is, is he would always tell me, son, true religion is, is taking care of orphans and widows. Like he always told me that. And it was, um, it's just so crazy to be actually doing that, um, yeah. as a job, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, pretty, pretty amazing. Well, thanks so much for your time and, um, for, uh, just chatting with me a little bit about your work with, with AGCI and uh, we're excited to see what comes up in the future same brother enjoyed it alright take care Jeff alright see you then I see you that was AGCI's National Advancement Officer Jeb Robertson don't forget to join Jeb and Rhett Walker September 30th at 9 Eastern 6 Pacific for a very special time of music stories and an opportunity to change lives you can get more information at www.allgodschildren.org slash RET. Again, that's allgodschildren.org slash R-H-E-T-T. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future shows, please send us an email at together at allgodschildren.org. And for more stories from All God's Children, you can check out our YouTube channel or our Facebook page. Just search for All God's Children International. We do hope that you keep walking with us as we continue on life's windy road together. We'll talk to you soon.